Hello, my name is Dylan Arvella and welcome to the Football South Coast Weekly for the third week of the final series. On this week's show, we will discuss the Illawarra Mercury Premier League with Wollongong United coach Jeff Allport before being joined by Balambi captain Tor Priest to talk about the WGC Cranes District League. Before we get into the show, congratulations to Albion Park for taking out the Builders Club Women's Division 1 Grand Final with a 3-0 win over University. A link to the post-match interviews from Sunday's Grand Final is in the notes below the show. With that, let's get into this week's show. Still going. Can he provide the service? Gets to the byline. Cuts it back. Here's a great chance. And they have come flying out of the box. We're going to kick the show off by discussing the Illawarra Mercury Premier League and it's week three of the finals, the penultimate game of the season. And a coach that will be involved in that particular match is Wollongong United coach Jeff Orport. Thank you very much for joining me. Thanks, Dylan. No problem. It's been a pretty up and down season for your side to say the least, but you're now potentially 90 minutes away from a grand final and really three wins in the last four, 11 goals and one against in that period. And, you know, it's you have a real chance of doing something at this stage of the season. Yeah, yeah, we do. I, th- I think particularly the last two weeks and, and um, kicking off from the final series, I think um, the fact that we've got a settled side and, and that we're actually scoring, you know, we're creating opportunities and we're taking them, um, I think that's just um, given everyone that little bit of extra confidence to do good things. Do you think that, because your last two performances, I was there for the game against Port Kembla and you were really good in the first half, obviously you held out in the second half, um, but you were pretty much set up just to defend and just not to have a sort of catastrophe in the second half. Um, and then a 3-0 win over a team that finished above you in the competition in Albion Park White Eagles this weekend. Do you think the side's relishing playing uh, win-or-bust football, the sort of nature of elimination football? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they, they, they've, they've certainly you know, grown in confidence. And I think the fact that it is, you know, it's all or nothing. Um, you know, there's some quality players in, in the squad and I think they, um, that they want to achieve. Um, and, and they recognise that it's been an up-and-down season too and that they haven't perhaps performed as well as they might have expected to um, at the start of the year and the way we started with the pre-season comp. So um, this is the, has been their opportunity to you know set out their mark and show what they can do and two from two so far, but um, two to go hopefully. There's two players that I sort of want to point out uh, within your star-started roster and they're, players, they're two players that weren't sort of seen as... Um, like serious first graders at the start of this year but have really sort of nailed down the spot in the back end of the season. Two players that have been with the club for a while now in young Jake Layton in the centre of the park and Ben Brooks, the towering but also young centre-back who picked up a goal on the weekend. Just a comment on those two boys. Yeah, um, more than happy to comment on both of them. Both um, exceptional young men to be first and foremost. Um, uh, Jake Layton, firstly, um, he... He fought his way into the side um, early on in the season, but and, and then he was up front with us at the start of the year to say he was going away for a period of time. So that 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 knocked us around a little bit because he virtually had cemented his spot in the middle of the park before he went away. And um, when he came back, you know, we threw him threw him in pretty quickly, um, and he's just continued from where he left off. Um, he's had an exceptional season. Um, you know, he's a recognised first grader now, um, and you know he. I'm looking forward to see what he does in the next couple of years because um, you know he's a very talented young boy um, and has a great, great work ethic and attitude. So I think it'll take him a long way. 
and as for Ben Brooks, <laughs> another one, and, and I'll put his um, twin brother Jackson in, into that category as well. They're, they're, they're both very um, respectful young men, um, and it's just great to see um, particularly Ben kick on the way that he has in the back end of the season. I think he's really asserting himself now. Um, has a you know a number of you know no doubt um, attributes to his game, but he um, he's asserting himself now um, in amongst you know other quality players in the team, and I think that's great to see. He's um, you know, he, he he's a leader. He has all the all the potential to be a great leader, um, and again I think he's one that will kick on over the next couple of years, which is which I'm looking forward to seeing. Ben Brooks is is a, a solid defender, but something that he's got in his game is obviously with his towering height, but also. That wasn't a factor in the goal on the weekend. It was a pretty nice finish. But yeah. I think that's his third goal this year. I think he scored five last year, which, you know, that's not that's not too bad for a for a centre centre back. Let's move on. Let's sort of touch on last week's games. The major semi final was a three one three two win for Bulleye over Wollongong Olympic. Bulleye scored the their three goals in the middle third of the match through Ben McDonald, Kenji Takahashi, which I which I've been told was an absolute screamer of a goal, and Mitch Del Turco. Ueda pulled two goals back to make things interesting at the end, but Bulleye held on to make their eighth grand final in thirteen seasons. Bulleye, of course, haven't won a grand final in 32 years, and I'm sure Matt Bailey will really enjoy answering questions regarding that in the next week and a half. Um, but the questions will have to be asked. On the minor semi-final, Albion Park, White Eagles, nil, Wollongong United, three. As we've touched on, Ben Brooks with the early goal. Matthew McNabb picked up a double to round out the 3-0 win. It ends Albion Park season, but they have been, had a, a really good season in terms of the league. Third place finish surprised most people, um, but really failed to make a dent in September. I'm sure with uh, Paul Carter staying on next year, that's something that they'll be looking to improve upon. We talked about Nathan Icey after the Port Kembla match, and now it's Matthew McNabb picking, uh, picking up the uh, headline with two goals. You know, pretty happy with your front blows. Absolutely, and, and I'd add Daisuke Yazawa into that mix as well. I mean, the front three have been really good um, uh, in the last couple of weeks, and, and they look threatening. Um, and the way we've set up in behind that, you know, it just gives those the op- gives them those three the opportunity to provide a real cutting edge for us. So, um, yeah, it's um, really good. Uh, it'd be nice to see Daisuke grab a couple of goals along the way. So hopefully, there's an opportunity for him um, this this weekend as well. But um, with Naby coming back into the side, I think I think that's giving us another dimension to our attack, which has been great. Um, and he 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 looks he looks sharp, um, as does Nathan and and Daisuke as well. So it bodes well for us going forward. The three 0 result. Did you see that sort of scoreline coming? Uh, look, without without wanting to sound too confident, I did. To be honest, I, I thought there were, there were some great signs in the Port Kembla game, um, and I thought if we could take that form and that enthusiasm, intensity into the Albion Park game, that it, that it served us well, and it did. We, we started on fire, um, and we didn't allow them into the game. Um, and I think that's fair comment for, for any neutrals that were there. So, you know, we're, we're building. Um, if we take those two performances, we want them to continue. So whatever it is we've created, um, we want to bottle it and, and keep that going, um, particularly against Olympic, who is going to be that an, another level again. 
um, this weekend. So looking forward to it. Let's move on to that particular match. The preliminary final, Sunday, 2.30pm at Memorial Park with the winner facing Bulleye in the grand final at Wynn Stadium on the 23rd of September. It is second v fourth. The sides have met three times this season with Olympic winning the two at Macedonia Park, one being in the league and one being in the cup. It was nil-nil the last time the sides played. Um, Johnny Martinowski went off early for Olympic against Bulleye. There's some injury concerns regarding him and a couple of other players within the squad. What's the what's the injury list sort of like at Bulleye United at the moment? Uh, well, we're actually having a pool session tonight, so I'll get a better um, understanding of it. We, we had a few that were sore and sorry after the game, but I don't expect that at, at all to you know um, prevent them from being um, part of the squad next weekend. So we'll, we'll just manage that and have a look, good close look at it tonight. So we haven't got any uh, concerns to that to that um, degree. So um, we'll freshen up as best we can and prepare um, for what's going to be a really challenging game against Wollongong Olympic. What about Yusuke Uweda, 36 goals in 22 matches. Uh, how are you going to go about containing him? Oh, it's a great record, isn't it? You know, um, he's, he's been an absolute standout um, for the for the league and a quality striker. So, you know, we, we absolutely he's a threat, but, you know, they have a number of threats at Olympic. It's not just all about Uweda, um, although they do tend to, to look for him and play off the him. So we, we'll, we'll manage that as best we can, but, you know, we can't just focus in on, on him. Um, our main focus has got to be what we want to do and how we want to play and then just manage that attacking threat going the other way, which we'll do. Um, and, you know, we'll, um, hopefully if we can contain him um, and, you know, work from there uh, in transition, uh, it'll give us, us a chance with our three strikers to get themselves into the game. The match is getting played at Memorial Park, which is perhaps one of the bigger pitches. It is one of the bigger pitches in the region. And, of course, your your side's used to playing at Macedonia Park, another fairly vast pitch. Um, Do you think that'll give your side a bit of an advantage? Compared to Olympic, who are used to a smaller ground, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not hope too so, sure. Or? Yeah, well, I certainly hope so. I really do, but I know I, I, I don't think um, it, it'll be whoever plays a better football on the day. Um, you know, Memorial Park's a you know um, a, a great pitch. Um, we're looking forward to it. Um, the fact that it's a neutral venue is great. You know what I mean? So um, it, it is what it is. I, and I, if I could just say also, I thought uh, the. Our, the surface at Tarawana was fantastic at the weekend. It was it was a great day, but um, credit credit to the club and the committee for um, producing such a quality playing surface at this time of the year. That was really good. So I'm sure you know Coram will be looking to do the same. So yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, fair comment on Tarawana because I was speaking with Paul Carter on Monday, who also commented that Tarawana the ground was looking really good, and I would imagine there'll be a pretty big crowd in on Sunday because the under 23s which kicks off at 12.15, is Bulleye against Coromel. The home, sell, home side is obviously involved there. The winner will play Cringilla in that particular match. And the 19s at 10 o'clock, Wollongong Olympic against Bulleye, with the winner playing Wollongong United. So um, Yanni Sikolowski, I believe, is the coach of those boys. They had a sort of rough start to the season where they were in the bottom couple of places after the first few rounds, but I don't think they've lost in uh, a couple of months. I think, a, uh, a word on them? Yeah, look, Yanni's done a sensational job and, um, and a lovely man. Um, and, and the boy, I'm, I'm really impressed with um, just the attitude of the whole 19 squad. They're, they're, they're a great bunch of young men um, and you can see the enjoyment that they're getting from having such a successful run um, under the guidance of Yanni and I think that's been fantastic and it's just great for the club that they that they have that you know, depth of um, playing talent um, that 
hopefully we'll progress through the 23s in the years to come. Yeah, and a shout out for Yanni as well because I believe he's the president of Shell Harbour Juniors as well. So he had a pretty big weekend. Absolutely. His side winning to get through to the grand final as well as uh, helping host a 32 matches across the junior grand finals and the women's grand finals. So shout out to Yanni Sigalowski in that sense. Look, Jeff, I tipped uh, Olympic to win the grand final for the last couple of weeks and... uh, with that in mind, I'm going to have to stick stick to that now, but I'm going to give you the last word on why why I'll be wrong. Well, I hope you are, <laughs> but it's quite okay. Um, look, I, I, I just think we're... Um, I'm excited by the brand of football that we've played in the last couple of weeks and the the, the enjoyment that the, the, the players have got out of that. Um, they're, they're keen to do well. You know, they, they've... There's a number of players. It's a nice balanced squad. There's a number of players that have been there and done that. Okay, and I'd like to shout out there to Sam Munro, our, our club captain, who I think has been one of the the best players over almost a decade, I would say. Okay, in in our Premier League, and um, he's hungry, you know, um, and that's rubbing off on the rest of the squad. Um, the young players that we mentioned, this is their opportunity to shine as well. So, um, I, I like what I see. So we'll give it a good go. Well, there's no doubt that it should be a very, very entertaining match. Once again, that's 2.30pm on Sunday at Memorial Park. And that wraps up the preview of the preliminary final in the Illawarra Mercury Premier League. Jeff Allport, before I let you go, there's another Allport involved this weekend in a preliminary final in your son, Bowden Balambi, taking on Helensburg. I've got Tall Priest coming in in a moment. Yeah. how do you think the Rosellas are going to go on the weekend? Yeah, look, I, I really enjoy I don't get an opportunity very often to go and watch them play, but I have, you know, probably half a dozen times over the course of the year, and I just think it's great because I can go there and just relax and watch them play, you know, and support my son. Um, they go all right. They're, they're a good, strong side, and um, Andrew Payne has done a fantastic job in his first year of coaching, so I'd like to think that they can get over the line against Conno um, and give themselves a shot at a grand final. They're a great club. It's, it's always a pleasure to go there. They're, it's, a, it's just a warm um, venue and people come up and say hello and it's um, it's a great atmosphere so I just want to wish them all the best just and also while I've got you here I want to ask Bowden is he's a Premier League player in my opinion and pretty much everyone that watches him he's a Premier League player and of course he has played Premier League in the past but he's gone down to the second division but he's playing with the likes of Tim O'Brien Ilya Prinsowski Tor Priest, all these very experienced local players do you think that's going to be something that holds him in good stead for the rest of his career yeah, I hope so. I, I think they're, they're, they're wonderful players, um, particularly Tim O'Brien. He amazes me with his, his, his continued work rate. So, and I know, you know, having speaking to Bowden at different times, you know, he, he enjoys particularly playing off Ilch as much as he possibly can, um, and alongside um, Tim in the middle of the park. So, you know, he, he's enjoyed it, and it's just it's great, you know, from a father's perspective to see him with a smile on his face and enjoying his football. So, I, I think that's first and foremost what it's about. So. You know, good luck to him at the weekend. Yeah, well, it's brilliant to get your thoughts on uh, your son, and I'm sure you're a very proud father and what he's managed to achieve this year. But with that, once again, best of luck on the weekend against Wollongong Olympic, and thank you very much for coming in. Thanks a lot, mate. Appreciate it. That's a dink over the top. Oh, it's something special. And that's why there's so much optimism about him. Now we move on to the WGC Cranes District League section of the show and it's week three of the finals which means the preliminary final will be played this Saturday with the winner of Coniston against Balambi taking on Barilla in the grand final on the 22nd of September at Wynn Stadium and a player involved this weekend or hopefully involved is Balambi captain Tor Priest. Thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for having us in. First of all, congratulations for Saturday. We'll touch on the match 
in a moment, but you weren't involved because of a knee injury, and that comes after a bit of a niggly ankle injury at the moment. What's uh, the injuries like at the moment? Yeah, look, the body's held up pretty well all year, and I've been really happy with how I felt throughout the season, and just the last couple of weeks, it's um, yeah, taken a bit of a turn for the worst, and I've picked up a couple of niggles. Nothing too long-lasting, but just little niggles that I need to get rid of, so it kept me out on the weekend, but... I'm confident I'll be back for the weekend. I've just come from the physio now, and he's uh, he's given me the all clear. So it's just a matter of me getting myself ready now and getting my body ready. Well, fingers crossed you can get on the park. A player that has been pretty much an ever-present for the Rosellas this season, and someone that's been with the club for quite some time now is Matt Paslak. Um, someone came up to me a couple of weeks ago. I can't actually recall who it was, but someone came up to me and was saying how. I should mention uh, Paslak because he's a bit of an unsung sort of hero in the middle of the park for you boys. He's not the flashiest player, but um, seems to be a consistent figure in the middle of the park. Yeah, look, there's no doubt. I, I would say that he'd be close to first pick each week at the moment. He's just his work rate and his, his ability to get into the challenge and win the ball in that midfield, just playing in that number six role. Um, it's yeah, as good as any player I've, I've played with, you know, his, his ability to win the ball, um, which is obviously really, really good, you know, turning over possession and... Um, look, yeah, he he's an unsung hero, I guess. He doesn't come with a big name or, or you know, the, the played in the Premier League experience and whatnot. But as I said, you know, he, he would go close to being first picked each week because it's just his work rate and um, yeah, it's just his strength in the challenge and great in the air. Um, he's done a fantastic job this year. Well, it's good to see someone that's been with the side when they were really struggling in the last few years, and he's been able to step into a side and do a very good job in a side in a very one of the league's best sides. And now the big news coming out uh, after the league season wrapped up was Andrew Payne, the rookie coach, re-signing for 2019. I'm sure you'd say that's a pretty positive step in the club to, for a bit of stability. Oh, of course it is, yeah, and it's well deserved too. He's had a great year and. Yeah, he's fantastic knowledge of the game, and you know he's he's just really good in the way that he speaks to the players and whatnot. I think, um, yeah, that'd be a really big boost for for the club, at, you know, in general, but also the players. They're leading into the finals just to know that the pain is sticking around, and um, you know, to lead lead the side again next year. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see uh, how he approaches next season as well, um, because he's surprised a lot of people this year and how well he's managed to organise the side and get things get things going at Elizabeth Park. Let's touch on the results last weekend. The major semi-final saw Warilla come from behind to defeat Coniston two goals to one. Mark Piccolini put Coniston ahead earlier on in the match before Jesse French scored a double just before the break. They held out. Uh, the Wanderers held out without a number of key players, the likes of uh, White and Wade um, and... Uh, Javier Evando was uh, carrying a niggle as well. Adam Arnott, the goalkeeper, was uh, hobbling around for most of, the ma- most of the match, but he still managed to pull off a number of pretty pretty strong saves. And, of course, French picking up a double. And uh, Jason Goldsmith, he marked um, Dinko Terzic out of the match. And that result puts Rorilla through to the grand final. They're seventh in eight years. And, of course, we've mentioned on the show Barney King, the the District League Finals expert, his 12th overall and 11th in the last 13 years. So it'll be very interesting to see how Marilla face up against Coniston or Balambi in a couple of weeks' time. The Minot semi-final, Balambi 2, Helensburg 1. A late comeback win after Luke Miller put the Berg ahead. Uh, an 85th-minute goal from Matt Ridge- Richardson. And then it was put down as a goalkeeping error due to the wet conditions, but... Um, Talking with Jeff Allport before and talking to you beforehand, um, Bowden Allport's claiming the goal for that one. 
Yeah, he'll claim that one. Um, look, that game in summation, like, I, the boys are just really proud of the boys and the way that we stuck to the plan. Um, but I, I think we deserve to be... In, in, we were in control of that game, I felt, through through most of the first half and, and in the second half as well. Um, you know, we, we created plenty of opportunities and I, I thought, in all honesty, that we were possibly... Um, bit unlucky to be down at half time. Um, credit to Helensburg, they're always uh, an attacking threat and they're always a strong side, but you know, I, th- I think we played well enough to be um, well and truly in the match at half time. And the talk at half time was just to stay the course, just to, to stick with the game plan, um, you know, keep going through the midfield and, and you know, making sure that we're not playing too direct and just making sure that we stick to our structures. And you know, the game got on and the time was ticking away, but it's really, really good discipline shown by the boys there just to stay the game plan the whole way through. And sure enough, chances came, um, and you know, we were good enough to take them at the end. And I think it was a well-deserved victory. I was really proud of the boys and the way they stuck to it. Andrew Payne said something pretty interesting to Liam Emerton, a uh, football South Coast reporter, after the match. He said, we got the minor premiership hangover without the minor premiership. Do you mind sort of explaining that a bit? And do you think the, the second half of the, the late, the last 10 minutes against Helensburg might have uh, shaken off that, hel- that, uh, that hangover? Yeah, look, it's possible. Um, they're his words, not mine. But I guess um, I guess what he's meaning by that, and uh, I kind of agree there. You know, like there's that big build-up, you know, to that final final day of the season, and the fact that both clubs, you know, Coniston and ourselves, were both involved in that, and you know, a lot of energy and you know, mental energy and um, you know, time spent in t- sort of preparation for that, and you know, it happened last year with Fernie, the year before with uh, with Coromel, and you sort of see that after that, there's a, just a bit of a lull. You know, you've got this focus on the on the minor premiership and. After that, you kind of, kind of got to start again. You know, you regroup and it's just week one of the finals is level playing field, and you start all over again. And it's a matter of just getting the boys up and going again um, for that brand new season, which is the finals. So, I guess um, you know he's kind of just saying there that you know all that effort and intensity and and whatnot going into the minor premiership, and then just uh, you know the, the the first games of the finals after that, and you, you're still trying to get a chance to to get yourself back together and get the boys back together and get the energy levels up and and whatnot. And, I really do think, and I think Payne said it as well in his interview, that it was a, probably not a good game to to win or not a good way to win when I'm sitting on the sideline watching because I was freaking out. But um, in terms of how we go forward from here, I think that was a fantastic way to win. You know, it's a come-from-behind victory and you know, the boys are up and you know, the energy's high now and uh, I think we've got... That's really, really good motivation leading into this, this clash coming up this weekend. Hmm. And he also said in that interview how he sort of... He's hoping to keep the side on a high, which is with two games to go. That's probably something that you want to keep want to keep up because you know a bit of momentum at this stage um, could could be all the difference. Because of course, Coniston coming to the match on the back of a defeat, you know. So in in terms of the old saying, you're only as good as your last match. Palimbi would go into this one as the favourites. But let's get on to the match proper, the preliminary final Saturday, two thirty p.m. at Wetherill Park, the home of Port Kembla. Coniston Balambi 1v2 in the regular season. They've met three times this season. Coniston winning the first two. The first was in the Cup way back when, and the league, that was 2-1 before a 1-1 draw at Elizabeth Park on the second last round, in the second last round of the season. Coniston fullback Kohei Anakido has been ruled out for the rest of the season with a knee injury, which is... Very unfortunate for for Connison and of course for for Coey. So thoughts thoughts go out to to him. As for Balambi, how's the how's the injuries in the squad? Have, have touched on yourself? Is there any other sort of niggles 
that are you a bit worried about? Oh yeah, look, um, yeah, we've been without Nick Morgan now um, for a couple of weeks, which is a big loss to the team. He's, he's a fantastic player, and, you know, as good in his position as, as any player in the league, I would say. Um, so he is certainly a loss to us. But having Bowden back and that coincided week, the exact week that uh, that we lost Nico, um, Bowes came back in and. Look, he's, he's been fantastic. He was fantastic before he was out for that extended period and um, we've really um, appreciated what he's brought back to the team since he's come back in. So, um, look, Nick, Nick's a big out, um, but as I said, uh, the inclusion of Bowden there and, and everyone else seems to be um, yeah, pretty much on target, I think. And what is, I'm, I'm going to be predicting a Coniston win. Just, just, just so, of course, well, of course, of course, course here we go. Um, but I want to ask, what are the lessons the side has learned from the previous... We will take the Burt Bevington Cup match out of it because yeah. that was, you know, before round sure. one. And I think your side was un- unrecognisable compared to the, the last two matches. But the last two matches that the sides have played, what are the lessons that you can take out of those 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 affairs heading into this weekend? Yeah, look, it's, it's difficult to say in terms of just mapping what they do compared to what we do. We play a really similar, similar game. Um... You know, we've just got to make sure that the intensity is really, really high. The biggest lesson we learned from that round one clash was that we we didn't start the game well. Um, and aside with the quality of Coniston, um, if you give them a chance to, to you know get on top and, and sort of put their foot on, then you find it really hard to, to claw your way back up. So we know that the start of the match is going to be really, really important. We need to start with plenty of intensity and, and just control possession and control our passages of possession. Um, but against any good side, you, you don't control possession for 100% of the game, so we're going to have to make sure that we endure those times that, that they're in control and just making sure that our structures are good and that we're defensively sound and you know, that we ride out those, those periods of time that, that they're in control of, of the ball. And when we get our chance that we, that we use the ball appropriately, you know, we play the ball into midfield and um, you know, we just get into that arm wrestle and make sure that we are using our possession really well. Do you think that your side has a... Do you think this will end up being a sort of a high-scoring match or a maybe a low-scoring affair? And what do you, would you back yourself more in a low-scoring affair compared to if it goes goal for goal? Oh, look, I mean, they've been scoring plenty of goals in the back half of the season and it's no secret that, that that's maybe something that we've struggled with more than the first half of the season. So we're going to be, well, I know for myself and um, for, the, for the group that, that we work with in the defensive sort of unit, we'll, we'll be making sure that we don't giving not, not giving anything away for free, that's for sure. So... Um, you know, if they're going to score, they're going to have to earn it, and um, we'd like to think that if we get up, it'll be in a low-scoring match. That you know, that we're really stingy at the back, and that we're able to limit their chances where possible. Payne did make the point in that interview that in the first half of the year, you were taking pretty much every chance you were making, which led to those those massive score lines. And it hasn't been quite that in the second half of the year, but you're still creating those chances, which is is the key point. Um, I'm sure you're going to say something along the lines of one one game at a time, but there's a number of senior heads in the side. Uh, has there been any chatter regarding retirements at Wynn Stadium on the 22nd of September? Uh, look, no, to be honest. I think um, I really think that this year's been a real, really big positive, even for the more experienced players. You know, like there's just a really good buzz around the club. Um, you know, I've been playing for a long time now, and it's it's as good a bunch of boys that, that I've ever played with in regards to just the, you know, the, you're looking forward to going to training so you can see your mates and you're looking forward to working hard for your teammates on the weekend just because of the quality of blokes they are. So um, I don't think anyone's even spoken about the possibility of maybe hanging the boots up at the end of the year. You know, it's been such a good quality year with good quality people that, um, you know, I, I think the talk's probably more about oh, maybe one more season possibly um, rather than rather than hanging them up. But 
I don't know, we could be proved wrong if we do make the uh, the GF, then um, you know, possibly there could be some prize- surprises, but um, I don't think it'll be for me, that's for sure. Interesting, interesting perspective there. Well, that particular match, Coniston and Balambi at Wetherill Park, 2.30pm kickoff, of course. It should be a fantastic occasion. And the undercards for that fixture at 12.15, Borilla taking on Oak Flats with a winner, taking on Thrall in the grand final. And ten, the 10 o'clock match is a youth grade, which is Coniston against Thrall with the winner taking on Helmsburg. Uh, those two sides that are already into the grand final were the sides that took out the league championship. And before I let you go, you've played in the Premier League in the past, and so I'm going to ask you, who do you think takes out the top flight from here? Oh, I'd have to back Bullard. They've just been so good for so long. I mean, obviously Olympic. I haven't, I haven't watched a lot of Premier League this year, to be to be honest. But um, like, I know for sure that Bullard um, and Olympic have got a fantastic roster. But um, yeah, look, I, I'll have to go with a Bullard win just based on their um, you know their consistency over the, over the years. You know, they're obviously really well coached and um, they've got a great great squad and they've you know obviously brought a, a lot of players up through through the youth grade, which shows a really good development at the club as well. So yeah, I'll, I'll be in Bullard's corner, I think, for the for the grand final. Well, I think Bulleye and Wollongong Olympic are definitely the two favourites for that particular match. Of course, Olympic playing Wollongong United this weekend on Sunday. But with that, that wraps up the preview of the third week of the finals in the WGC Cranes District League. Tor Priest, the captain of the Balambi Rosellas, thank you very much for coming in and best of luck on Saturday. Thanks, Tor. Appreciate you, Tor. Oh, Troy's going to try it from distance. What a goal this would be! It's oh, absolutely unbelievable. Goodness, what a goal. Danny Choi from inside his own half. That wraps up this week's show. A reminder to give Football South Coast Match Centre a like on Facebook and follow at FSC underscore official on Twitter where we are on the cusp of 1,500 followers. By liking and following these social media pages, you'll have access to all the latest news reports and updates with Football South Coast reporters live tweeting the two first grade matches this weekend, as well as the RMB Lawyers Community League 1 first grade grand final between Dandaloo and the Cringilla Stallions. My name is Dylan Arvella. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Arvella. And until next time, enjoy the football. 